Hi, welcome to Off Color Commentary, your go-to podcast for all things media, culture, and politics. We're your hosts, April, Meha, Porsche, and I'm Keisha. Today, we'll be discussing Queen Bee's official return to music and the historical significance of house music, the official release of Part 2 of Stranger Things, Season 4. But first, what have y'all been up to this week? I watched Elvis. What was that? It was... One thing about Baz Luhrmann is he is always going to go the full Luhrmann. So it was very bad. So I will say even brain off three hours, I could just let my eyes glaze over and watch like things happen. I'm sorry, you I'm said not, three hours? Three hours? Three oh, it was pushing hours? three hours. Easily. Not they think they're the Avengers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, it was at least two and a half hours for sure. But it was stretching close to three hours. Damn, did he steal that much music from Black people? I don't remember him having that many songs. The way they addressed the Black influence was very bizarre. It was one of those things, it's three hours long. They tried to address several different plot points and none of them as well as they need to so spoilers they're like oh he was poor so he went to a black church and that's why he gets the music and then they forget about it and there's like an hour about how his wiggling they kept calling it wiggling which was distracting they were like his wiggling is causing sex riots and then they remember they have to go back to racism so suddenly out of nowhere it's dr king has been shot and then bam and get a montage of the martin luther king memorial and then we go back to Tom Hanks doing his accent, go on some other stuff. There's some drug plot line. Then Bobby Kennedy has been shot. And we go back to some racism content. How much of the movie was him struggling on the toilet? They skipped over that part. Like they, I was- Honey, it was two pounds of white shit. They couldn't have- <laughs> It's funny because I thought they were going to ignore the fact completely that obviously- he changes a lot physically over the years. And to be fair to them, they do a good job with his prosthetics. And I will say, I really enjoyed, for the most part, Austin Butler's performance. He's very charismatic. He gives a good performance. And I was impressed he did all the singing in the movie. So all of that stands up. But yeah, they go as far as the drug problem. They cut it off before we see him get like any less glamorous than a certain okay. point. Did they ever talk about the abusing women and pedophilia going in i knew they wouldn't because priscilla presley and lisa marie presley are super on board with this movie they've been on the press tour they've spoken out in favor of it a lot so i was pretty sure i knew how she was gonna come off and she came on screen and it's pretty much like any big musical biopic that's come out of the last few years it's essentially the same role as the supportive but sad partner ends up playing in all of them it's like i'm leaving you because of the drugs it's just not addressed but the entire time me and my friends were just whispering to each other that is a yeah he girl. didn't leave her because of the drugs he left her because she was he couldn't look at her as his child well, yeah. anymore in this, and i think this That's is what she said just, literally she yeah said, based on it, in this movie right anymore yeah she leaves him because of the drugs actually they're just like oh yeah his teenage daughter there's the closest they get is one part again spoilers in the scene where she's leaving him it's this emotional farewell and he's like one day when i'm 50 and you're 40 we'll be together again and that is as close as they get to ever addressing that he married a 14 year old yeah because even in uh, Priscilla Presley's biography, it's literally called Child Bride. They talk about how he was obsessed with maintaining her virginity. Yeah. Like this man was, and I've seen so much material on him. I saw something on TikTok talking about the costume designer specifically designed the pants for the movie. So they would enhance the quote unquote wiggle. And y'all did all of that for what? For who? For, 
and the dance won't even give in like question now the biopic is supposed to be true to history or whatever now did they show him shower <laughs> then it's a historical <laughs> they did not i will say that yeah like okay yeah, yeah so to give them their props yeah no they did not they did not edit that part of history okay good. they did there, there was i think the movies because hypoth- according to history he was covered in lesions because he wouldn't shower Interesting. The movie's hypothesis, I think, is that Elvis was ending segregation. <laughs> they were like, because he uses white country music and black rhythm and blues, he's transcending the barriers. And there's his supportive black friends who are like no, hanging all these. I mean, white country no, that's music. interesting. Now that is very interesting because it poses the question: Do white men have barriers? No. Oh. Let's think on that. They do have barriers. They're just fluid barriers. According to author James Patterson, white people are being... (laughs) The irony of the author known as James Patterson talking about how publishing is no longer a white man's game, but also currently having a commercial running on television talking about how he's the number one best-selling author of all time is crazy. There's legitimately a commercial. I was on Twitter reading about how he has a James Patterson author farm, basically. Which supposed to be for people of color. It's just people oh, that he way, picks it's... that just write James Patterson books for him. Like, <laughs> to be so fair, I need to not write your books no more. Oh, oh, I can't be okay. mad at James Patterson because I don't believe he exists. I think they've hired some college professor as the face because there's just no way. Like, there's you no might be way. to something because the, be right. the person in the commercial who was talking looked nothing like the picture on the, right. the novel. <laughs> That he was promoting. So he literally James Patbot needs to get it together. Is this the is this the off-color conspiracy that James Patterson is a psyop? Honestly, maybe it's picked up too much of white man, white man speak from the internet and (laughs) I believe (laughs) just started spitting out what it thinks white men say. He did inadvertently when I say he, whatever James Patterson really is, did produce Maximum Ride, which was if you were there, that was a formative experience it was a back in the day post hunger games ya dystopian series i've never read it is it it was but like had a popular following i I remember seeing the cover because it was some white girl maximum there's a bird there's like a bird bird very titillating it sounds like it'll maximum ride (laughs) it was pretty wild i don't remember it up (laughs) pretty insane yeah okay because we're talking about white men dystopian shit. How, who amongst us here has seen the new season of Umbrella Academy? Because that's what I was up to this week, along with Spy X Family, which just had its season finale. I have several thoughts about Umbrella Academy. None, Let's like very few of them it. good. How, what's the best way I can say that? White people shouldn't write anything. Oh. That's where I end that statement. A, no one has addressed the anti-Semitism that we discovered in season two. Season three, we get Allison, who is dealing with the trauma of leaving her daughter and her husband behind. And I'm not going to tell you what happens in season three, really. But as we see in a lot of fiction where where Black women are concerned, she gets no sympathy. She gets no empathy. Instead, she's just like, all right, move it along. Get your shit together. She, The way these TikTok, like the white TikTok girlies are 
talking about, I was really trying to sympathize, but I just couldn't. She was, I was like, no, I sympathize. I accept women's wrongs. <laughs> in fact, she did no wrongs. Because guess what? She's justified in everything she did. I don't give a fuck if she had to murder the entire planet. The amount of sacrifices that woman has had to make in the past two seasons. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if she sold out every single one of her siblings. I don't give a fuck. Because how often have they spent time caring about her? I would like to know. Because it wasn't like in the second season, it wasn't her siblings that went running for her when she, a black woman, was tossed in the middle of the 60s with her literal throat cut and unable to speak or use her powers. Mm -hmm. It was the collective existing black community mm -hmm. in that area that saved her. The only other person of color on that fucking team was out here trying to save Kennedy. And the other one's dead. And the other one's dead. <laughs> also, can we talk about the fact that the other, they made the Asian part animal. This yep. man is literally half squid and dead for the it's most the of the The fact that he's part squid is really bothering me because we all know the tentacle porn thing is a thing. So why would you even go there? Why would you do that? I have a lot of issues with all of it. Cause even in season three, it's the people of color who die. And I'm like, the only reason I really watched it is because I saw enough videos to be like, okay, I need to know what the fuck is going on so I can make like a co coherent reaction to this. And all my reaction is white people should not be creating anything because clearly y'all can't grasp shit. And that is the end of that. I don't know who wrote episode five and who thought it was minor spoiler. Allison uses her powers to coerce Luther to ha be physically intimate with her, i.e., she tries to rape him as like a show of her power. And the second I saw that, I was like, some white women wrote this shit. Because we've seen this happen over and over again, especially when it comes to like white women writing about how they regain their power. We saw it happen in Handmaid's Tale. When June was reunited with her husband, she basically courses him to have sex. And we've seen it happen in other shows as well. And I'm tired. I'm over it. I don't know what it is with white women's obsession with coercing people into sex as a display of their power. They've been taught that sex equals power. You are not wrong. But mm -hmm. it's incredibly fucking disgusting. And I need them to just stop writing because clearly none of y'all can do it well. And that's where I end that. I'm so sorry. I just do not care about the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you know what? When I edit this podcast, as soon as my shit ends, I'm adding that in. <laughs> yeah, this week was a bit hectic for me. So I didn't get to do as much TV watching or whatnot as I wanted to. New job which is very exciting, take some time, take some getting into. I think the only thing that I actually watched that was like for fun was His and Her Circumstances. Has anybody ever watched that? It's also- uh, I've heard of it. I have definitely heard of it. Remind me of what it is, because it's an animated series, right? Yeah, it's, oh, so the plot line is that there is a girl, she is outwardly perfect because she strives for this image of perfection. She wants to be number one in her class, all that great stuff. And then there's a guy who comes by and he's beating her at everything. And it's fun, cool, great, amazing, but she's pissed off about it. And eventually he finds out her true self by accident, which is that she's just not that perfect. And then they fall in love. It's cute. It's fun. It's a few, it's more than a few episodes, but it's not that many. It's my guilty pleasure. I've been watching. Do y'all watch Rutherford Falls? I started season one and I was using someone else's subscription, so I did not get to finish it, but I want to because I really enjoyed it when I started it. I, okay. So I love the parallel of a white person versus an indigenous person and him being all, they're trying to take my land and her being, dang, I 
wonder how that feels but her also being very much fuck you're my friend and her trying to figure out how to deal with that while also going through trying to come back to her community like being called back in because that is something that I think generationally sometimes immigrants or just people in general who have that experience of going off to college and not feeling as at home within their communities can relate to just that you oh you think you're better than us now and there's this one moment when there's a town hall on Facebook about the cultural center where no spoilers but they're being mean to her and she rips into them she just goes in on all of them it shows how much she knows all of them but it also shows that she doesn't really give a fuck about like she takes off the caring so much and it's really cute and I think everybody should watch it but I'm on season two now I'm two episodes in and I I love it I hate that they're really trying to make me like Nathan now and because like white man I don't know what that's about like so I could never sympathize really never yeah what what the only thing I know is like what's his name Ed Helms plays Nathan because like Ed, I find. I think it's the lot, face. Yeah, yeah, it's something about the face. I'm like, I don't like you. I don't trust you. He gives me like Stepford neighbor. So it's like, hi, neighbor. Oh. I made you a pie, but guess what? Your tree's over my fence. So I'm cutting it down. That's yeah, the vibe. No, he pulls a banjo out from somewhere and is like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and was that in your pocket? It's not small enough for that. I've also been watching The Boys. Have y'all been watching that? I'm not gonna lie that I find that series to be like unnecessary as fuck. Like I, I love the story that they tell. I do. And I like that we're questioning what it means to be a superhero, but the excessive graphicness of it in certain scenes is just, it's not my cup of tea. I get that. But I think that is what I think is necessary when you're is exploring the reality of what because so many superhero shows are like and they like us they're nice because they're superheroes and it takes away from the idea of they're superheroes they're just people and like somebody's gonna be a dick somebody's gonna do some fucked up shit not everybody's gonna have control of their powers somebody's gonna accidentally throw a bus and everybody's gonna die no i think the thing like what really ends up okay i know the exact instance that really like checked me out of the show it was when that fucking nazi barbie was like on was it the second season first season i don't even remember when she killed the asian man and she's basically hurling slurs at him while she literally crushes his skull i was like all right i, I mean like, okay. i don't agree with the fact that we need to be re-traumatized like that but i yeah, also yeah. every time i watch shit that is set in older times or i remember watching captain maker and i I remember all the memes and stuff i'm like so he just cool with them so he not racist a little just a little bit you get what i'm saying like there it someone so you're telling me all these superheroes have been alive 
all this time and there's not one that's white supremacist and wants to rule the nation that doesn't make sense to me because what no what you're going to have is a white supremacist superhero no i think part of it is that because it's live action and it goes there it's a little too much for me because if we're being honest invincible does a lot of similar things but i think that because invincible is animated it makes a little bit more palatable to me at least because uh, in Invincible, we also have the thing of like, Mark is literally Asian. His mother is Asian. And this fucking white man alien is referring to his mom as her, his pet. Yeah. I've like, never been scared like I was scared when dude shoved Mark through that bus. It was wild. It was wild. And I'm like, I'm excited for the following season of that because I really want to see where it goes. But that little ending speech where he's like, think, Mark, think. And Mark, he's like, what will you have? Who will be left? And then Mark is like, I'll have you. Uh, that I felt was a far better commentary on what it means to be a superhero and their own internal agendas than the boys has been able to communicate to me. I don't think they're trying to communicate anything good about superheroes. I think it's more what, I think it's, I don't think it's really an exploration of superheroes so much mm-hmm. as an exploration of corporations and what happens when we try to commodify things such as heroes they tried to commodify a hero they tried to weaponize a hero and this is what happened this is the fallout and now we have heroes that hate themselves and hate us yeah. The, and no. the corporation is now trying to get rid of them and they're angry about it. Literally, what's his name? Oh, my, my husband. He referred to dude as bad product and walked out of the room. And he's a human. He let him walk out of the room. He like turned his back on him. He didn't kill mm-hmm. him or anything. Like the fact that he had that much power. Bro. Are you talking about Giancarlo Esposito? Yes. Yes. Ooh, that man is so fun. Oh, uh, I don't even want an Italian citizenship, but for him, I would accept. I would take the passport. That man is 17 different kinds of fine. I almost oh. swallowed my microphone. <laughs> Please. I'm glad we keep our podcast rated explicit. This is not safe for children. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Because we're talking about corporatization. Have y'all seen reaction, people's reactions to Break My Soul? And people talking about, oh, Beyonce is going like, to compel people to quit. And then some people did quit their jobs. And uh, other people... Oh my and God, then my someone, sister quit her job this week. <laughs> the impact. She told them, you won't break my soul. <laughs> when the initial song dropped, I was literally coming back. And I saw April on IG Story talking about it. And what, I, what did I say to you? I was like, oh, and right in time for the Pluto return... Beyonce is about to topple the American economy. But she getting her checks from Parkwood, so... Comrade Beyonce has spoken. Listen, she said to the <laughs> left, and then the USSR anthem started to play. Someone make that edit. I'll have to tell our social team to make that edit. But did y'all see that? Like, someone made a TikTok talk on how Beyonce capitalizes on social movements while being in a position of, power, like, social capital yes, and... Because just- it was just the Black Power movement. And... Uh, Black is king. <laughs> I love Beyonce so I much. You will it. never hear me. You will never hear me say I'm not I mean, a 
but I, uh, I, she does do that a lot. Like we know that you have never worked a nine to five, Miss Ma'am. You've never been, you know, Miss Ma'am. Being, being okay, being a beauty queen is a nine to five. <laughs> It's not a nine to five. It's a 24 seven. Okay. I was about to say it, you wake up at 3 a.m. Okay. Vaseline on your teeth. Okay. Listen, and your I know is cracking her whip and whatnot, but she's never worked a nine to five. <laughs> she's never struggled. Not a whip, Lord. Okay. okay. Did you not see her on that Netflix documentary taking those <laughs> tiny bites of that apple? That's her nine to five. My bitch was out here <laughs> struggling. But I feel some type of way. On one hand, it's smart. You don't want to listen to music that doesn't connect with you. You don't want to listen to music that doesn't move you. She's very smart and she's very clever about the way in which she produces her shit. And I think it's dumb to be mad about that. Me is wondering, okay, is she profiting off of movements or is she going, this is what they want, they need to hear right now. This is what will be uplifting to them right now. You know what I mean? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's yeah. a little bit of both because it's yeah. not like, I don't, it's not like the rich and the famous and the powerful and the elite are out of touch of reality completely. They know what the fuck's going on. It's essential to them remaining in power that they have an awareness of what's happening around them. It's, I guess I it's like the difference between like being on Twitter and seeing like, like a random pop-up for something you just said in your house, like a word you just said, and be like, ooh, I don't like that. And like opening Uber Eats or something and like them, it like randomly, it recommending it, recommending something that you want to eat and be like, ooh, I do have a taste for that. <laughs> you know? I hate that I understand and I cannot convey into the words why I understand what you just said. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Oh my God. I hate that this is an experience that we as a collective have. <laughs> like no. one kind of speaks to your soul and the other feels very gross, like a very gross violation. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out which one it is that she's doing. If she's actually, it's, it might be just, that she's trying to create art that speaks to us while also. It's, you know what it is? It's the difference between the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. And then a legitimate social commentary moment. That's what it is. Because one it feels- Is it gay or is it? <laughs> yeah, is it? It's not high gay, hyper pride moon. Yeah, is it's... it high gay or is it Kit Kat <laughs> doing that bullshit that made me very happy? <laughs> Listen. Is it Kit Kat fighting with flashlight? Because that was a moment most pleasing it, to me it, in it, my it, career it was a snickers vein <laughs> yeah of marketing. snickers yeah yeah i think that like that's where it comes down to because this we're we can talk about this as a business because that is what we are also at the end of the day off color is a registered nonprofit. we file taxes which i won't even lie that shit is a pain in the ass especially as a nonprofit. but like what's, we do all of that what's texas <laughs> oh the state okay the state. um okay I was Please. like, how do you file a state? What you got to do, you got to fold it once and then twice. And then you just put it into like the cabinet under the T. Oh, like the, like, yeah. like the origami bird. Yeah, Ooh. that's exactly what you do. But no, we've had this conversation even on social media. Cause like Tora runs our social media team. Like we have to think of ways to create yeah. content and create campaigns 
that appeal to our audience and our readers. That is something we have to do as well. Yes. But the difference is, again, it's not high gay. It's we're fucking queers ourselves. We know what will connect with yeah. the people we're trying to attract to our readership and stuff like that. That's the key difference. And that doesn't remove the fact that you are still essentially making money off a movement, but it's a little less gross, essentially. Yeah, you definitely have to navigate around silence brand. (laughs) I think that's what it honestly comes down to. But more than anything, I love the fact that we're getting new music because the girlies have been in dire need. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to take whatever she gives. I'm going to take whatever mother gives. Like, if she she burps on a track, (laughs) I'm going to be like, oh my God, did you guys hear it? But the thing that's like weirding me out is the merch boxes, nobody has a fucking clue what's in them, but they oh, sold out. Okay. I was like, oh, I was like, that's scares them, me a little. You just don't know what I think. Is like the shirt, the shirt. And is that it? Yeah, you just don't know what the shirt looks like, I think. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know it's a CD and you, you know, like you just don't but know. I bet looks. you one of the poses, because it's just yeah. four different poses. And I bet you she's going to release four different singles before mm-hmm. the album drops. And then those are probably going to be the- I definitely did not buy it though, because I I do not like surprises. I definitely did. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be able to pick what I want. And I think I'm going to wait for a reseller. All I have to say is the range- (laughs) Don't do what I did. (laughs) Listen, all I have to say is the range we possess to give you all perspectives on all topics. That was great. Uh, Follow us, give us a rating. Cause like, who does it like us truly? But that was like my only concern because I'm like, are we in that level of consumerism where just Beyonce's name sells everything? Yeah, yes, we are. Yes. And we've been here for a while. Yeah, we have. Okay. I don't even think it's just that it's her name. I think she's creating. I think it's also that like people do mystery boxes. That's not a new concept. People have bought mystery boxes for a long time she wasn't selling them for an inordinate amount and what is in the mystery box is actually a good deal she's selling a t-shirt a cd and something else is in the box so i just can't remember what else it is yeah it's something else so I, i will say i will say i appreciate that she doesn't sell shit for an astronomical price because oh i didn't say that it's a mystery box i was like listen i've seen people sell similar items for far more. So I'm going to give her a small flower for that. I be pork. I'd be like, let me go home back to fancy. <laughs> no, because specifically the thing that comes to mind for me is because she's dropping a vinyl for Renaissance. And yep. I saw the vinyl was priced at $32. Uh, I recently bought, and y'all can drag me. I brought the blonde edition of Marina's, like the prima donna, like the, what was it? I forget the album name. It's, it'll come to me. I bought that shit for like 50 US doll hairs. And that's a track I've listened to many a times since youth, okay? But wait, what kind of hair? What do you mean? You said doll hairs. I didn't know. What kind of doll? Like a Barbie or like a- Okay, if we're getting it, I haven't- A Kenya doll? Because like, that's vintage. (laughs) Brats, we're talking brats. (gasps) Oh, okay. Yes, yes, that's the hair it's giving. But I bought that, and that's one of the few brand new vinyls I bought. And I got the Hadestown vinyl. That shit was $80. So I appreciate that it was still reasonably priced as far as vinyls go. So I'll give her a flower for that. I'm thrilled that we're getting new music. What I'm less thrilled about is the level of disrespect we've seen for Big Frida with Variety. 
Mm-hmm. Talking about it's dance hall. Was, Don't get me started on that. I was, y'all, I, uh, audience, you can't see it. I'm just making faces at this point. It was. I love Big Frida, but I feel like she said something recently that made me. Uh, I forgot what it was, and I was like, "Mama, I cannot remember what it was." So let me. Do this to me. Your Honor, hearsay. No. It was. Was it, it was, bad? It was something that I was like, "Oh, she was going up for the cis people, or she was covering for," and I was like, "Oh, they're not gonna." They don't care I about really, like that. <laughs> I really hope it's not because I love her. Oh, I love her too, but like, like since the, like I I have like like I have playlists and it's usually in like my driving playlist or whatnot. But like after seeing that, I've just had her on repeat, and I must miss I must have missed the notice that because Big Frida and what was it Tanks and Bangas collabed, and I missed that. I was like, wait, Tanks and the Bangas, but I feel okay. Don't you know, their recent stuff. It just yeah. don't give what it's supposed to give. I Is that agree. me? No, I agree. I agree. I'm not going to say like I was April, an original what do you listener. Think? You listen to Tank and the Megas? Oh. <laughs> you were I looking at me them? like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you just didn't know who they <laughs> I'm through with you. <laughs> listen, no. Because I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like I've been listening to them since the jump. I found them on, I found them on Tiny Desk. Oh. And like quick was a moment, but it's been a hit or miss. Like some of their newer stuff, I'm just like, okay, moving on. I'm more like little go back to some of their older stuff and just listen to it. But that little collab was a cute moment. Oh yeah. Um, I yeah. just but how do- I want to see it for them. So I'm gonna listen to everything they put out a couple times okay. to give them their play. But mm-hmm. I just want to Spe- see something else. <laughs> speaking of giving people their play, we've got it looks like Drake entered his bisexual era again <laughs> with his new album. Entered. He left Adele. <laughs> No, because the girlies on TikTok were, were upset. I because I commented that on my mutual Simone's video because she pulled a lyric where he's talking about like sticks and whatnot and hitting people in the face, and Simone was like sticks Drake, and I was like Aubrey's entering his bisexual era, and everyone's like that means guns. I was like you bitches are dancers and stale bread. It's a joke. But how do we feel? Because check in with Drake really. He's a Toronto man, so I'm allergic to them. I actually not to be hypocrite. Drake's not Jamaican or Irish, apparently. I thought he was Jamaican by way of Puerto Rico. That's so crazy. (laughs) Say that. (laughs) Would you say these things about this Nigerian man? That's crazy. Was he giving you Spanish like a Puerto Rican? (laughs) Wiccan, Wiccan. (laughs) I'm feeling Wiccan in this Wiccan. But I thought you, but girl, that, that played her. She was, she was Puerto Rican. Selena, Selena, not Puerto Rican. No, my God. <laughs> I love you. Listen, so the way that, the way so T.S. Everything, everything T.S. says has imprint, it's stuck in there forever. Like, point. my brain is just T.S. Madison. Like, I get up in the morning. <laughs> Step your pussy up. Pussy up. I remember one time I was crying over a nigga and that's dead ass. <laughs> what the fuck I said to myself? I was like, stuck your pussy up. <laughs> Business. <laughs> why are you crying over a man? Okay, no. Coming back to Drake, how did y'all feel about it? Because I didn't check for his shit. I, I, I just heard the girls talking about it. I stopped checking for Drake a long time ago. I'm so sorry. I'm going to be I honest, the only music I've listened to for the last week is the Disney Channel Nickelodeon treadmill strut playlist. I found... <laughs> <laughs> on spotify it's, 
It's great. I recommend everyone check it out. Strut by Cheetah Girls on the treadmill. Strut like you mean it. The only thing that gets me. No. Oh, no. She's on the old Disney playlist. Oh, <laughs> with your sisters, <laughs> together. together, we make no. a big I love how our podcast script says uns as a derogatory term, but like we're really getting into some uns uns music. Okay, no, that's what I was trying. That's okay. Everybody was like, oh my God, drinking his uns uns bag. And I saw someone on Twitter say that, I just think, okay, let me not use this. <laughs> I just think that uh, we should examine the use of oons oons as (laughs) anti-blood. Okay, no, because I I have questions. When I think oons oons, I think white gays. That's what I think. I've never heard oons oons as a term for blood. Like, I don't think of black music. When I'm calling something oons oons, I'm saying, okay, this sounds like the white gays. (laughs) It sounds like something the white gays are going to go up for. That's what I'm saying, girl. I'm not. No, truly. You know what it gives gives, me? It gives me white twinks at the Abbey. It gives me white twinks at Cruise and Tangos. It's very robotic. Like, oons oons. Oh my God. I'm very much saying, That's what it the, is. I'm very much saying, oh, you made this for the white girls. Come on. Mm. I am not saying like. Listen, if that's your thing, baby, you got to check. Get your numbers. But it is. When Beyonce did her shit, nobody was calling it. Oops. What were they? Oh, no. Our entire Twitter chat was talking about how she's about to save the unsense girls. Right. The group chat was in it. We were talking about it. And I was like, okay. Maybe we just move in different circles than the people who were throwing out these demic takes, apparently. Maybe you just have pseudo-intellects who like to pretend they have smart... They love a two-for-twenty-dollar word. With absolutely nothing to say. Who is this for? Your followers not bored? It is 7 p.m. on a Wednesday, (laughs) and everybody else is kikiing about something else. (laughs) Listen, you know what it is? They got an essay to finish and a word count to hit, so henceforth... Somebody nigga just cheated on them and they found the, <laughs> they found the profile. What are you doing? Get into the timeline. Yeah. Mess on here. <laughs> I have to say is the people who get it, because no one in this no one really is talking about uns uns and referring to house music. No one's talking about it about New Orleans Bounce. Not, not black queer house music. Yeah. When we say I'm very much being shady about yeah. what, what you've created i'm saying yeah. <laughs> not for us huh <laughs> nobody none of these bitches need to make uns, uns music because you know what the, the, the white gays do they hop on their little dj turntables that they got off of amazon and they do mashups with songs that make that make no sense together and, and, and to that? be honest it's what i just said is subtle shade to what drake does because yeah he does have a lot of black fans but he is a crossover artist and a lot of times it's like what is for because we know who's in the crowd at your concerts yelling nigga anyways you who should be getting credit spice because she was at toronto pride so if y'all bitches need to stream spice mm-hmm. Give her your my for you page on tiktok is just like the toronto gays reacting to spice she had someone on stage she's asking this person questions talk about what's your girlfriend's name what's your favorite color what's your favorite awesome. dish and awesome. this and this person answered for favorite dish, eating my pussy. <coughs> and Spice, she did a lap around the stage. She's like, I can't with you. 
I was like, baby, you can't ask Toronto gays questions. We have no manners. You can't do that to us. It wasn't even pride in that. We don't have manners. She's used to it. She's, listen, she know what Jamaican DJs before. She's fine. I was living for the fact that that we got her in the city. (laughs) That run black people do when we laugh or when something just too much. That shit, we just take off. Like, are you running away from the last? <laughs> you try to leave the mess there and go. It'd be like that. Be stupid. <laughs> no. But while we're on it, because we're wrapping up pride, how do how was y'all's pride? I want to know. Shit. You said shit. It was nothing to write home about. I was actually very disappointed in my experience. We only had, never mind, that was too much. This is X-rated. I only had relations with a man this month. Like, Oh, that's panphobic. You deserve better than that. No, it's I, boring. No, you're right. I also... It's very embarrassing. I also <laughs> have not done anything pansexual this month. I've existed as a pansexual person. That's literally it. I am going to a sex house, like. Oh, that should be our third podcast because we're already working on a second. But I, what I'm hearing, do it a bunch. <laughs> Listen, you know what we're doing? We're girl bossing. We're gatekeeping. We're slay queening. I am at least according to my schedule and my calendar. That's what I'm doing. Did you just get taken over by a demon, a white one? <laughs> Hi, gay. I'm leaning in. CEO. Her body at pride. You know what? It was because I wasn't able to attend the Spice concert. The resentment it built in me. No, but I don't know what it is. This I might be in the minority for this, which is not new in my existence. I have never attended a single Toronto Pride really purposefully because I was like, I don't fuck with any of this shit. But this particular pride, it's boring me. Maybe it's partially because I'm trying to be celibate because Toronto men ain't shit. And every cute day them I know was in a different country. But it was, this pride, it bored me. The most interesting thing that happened was Aesop did the queer library and they had they stocked my book, which I wasn't able to get. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know. This pride, it just didn't feel... Even the corporate sponsors weren't really corporate sponsoring. Like, yeah, merch was not, it wasn't merching. Why? Pride Oreos this year were literally just Oreos for allies. What? (laughs) Yeah, the packaging. The packaging was like, it had like all. Not talk Valentina. No, seriously, (laughs) all these messages on it. And when I went to go pick it up, I was like, oh, this is cute. It's like messages from the gays. But it was like, no, we support you. (laughs) We love you. What is this? What do you mean? Oh, fuck that. (laughs) No. The only thing that's about to be more underwhelming than Pride, (laughs) the Stranger Things finale. I don't know why they decided to split it like this. Like, what a I jump. What a leap. <laughs> I just need an excuse. Like, almost like leaping into... <laughs> gotta roll with it, though. I'm Stop a professional. I'm a professional. Did you see that segue? Effortless. <laughs> it worked, though, because I went right it with worked. it. It <laughs> worked. I don't know why they decided to split it. Not everything. I'm so tired of the trend of let's just break everything into two. I blame Harry Potter. didn't want us to be sad during I, Pride because somebody you know would die. You know what? I blame Nobody Pri- No, I blame Harry Potter, actually. Are you calling the ugly, are you saying ugly people don't matter? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bitches only. Oh. 
And I feel fine with saying that because because I definitely feel it. like what's his name with the teeth? I think he might die. What's his name with the teeth? Because they keep passing him back and forth and he keeps being really sad. And also his connection with Steve and everything. And they keep really focusing on building his character up. And usually Mm -hmm. when that happens in a series, it's because something terrible is going to happen to you. I just don't about to get the the Stranger Things is a show that can commit to killing a main character. There's one more. No, so then I feel like they're not going to kill any of the kids, at least. He's got another show, though. He does? Other shows, yeah. Yeah. My thing is, apparently, they said that... He, like, does pranks on people. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Apparently, they did confirm that it's going to have a body count. Like, the show's going to have a body count. Yeah. It always always has had a body count. That's what I'm saying. It's just... I'm like, we're not talking about Barb. talked about killing people off. The person who I actually think who might die, who is a main, is Nancy. No, <laughs> I know there was chatter about Steve. Oh, yeah, I think it might be Nancy. Well, they confirmed they're not killing Steve. I think. Yeah, I feel like she was supposed to die yeah. in season one, and she didn't. And mm. I just think that she's outlived her usefulness as a character. If we're gonna be honest. Yeah. So I don't know. That's fair. I think that we've talked about we've talked about Stranger Things before, and y'all know my opinions on it, which is that this is unnecessary. No, she was boring me at the beginning of the season, but then she got into her bad bitch era of life. She always does that. I'm tired of it. She needs to stay a bad bitch. She needs to commit or quit. We need consistency. Well, damn, drag my life. <laughs> Listen, I got BPD. What is stability? Right. Sometimes we be forgetting. <laughs> I forget that I'm a bad bitch. Okay. Well, it's not even. Don't have sometimes, sometimes I'm tired. Okay. Sometimes I forget to go outside, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> serotonin is a thing, and then I'm like, oh, sunshine. I live in Canada. You know what, what? You know what happens when I oh, don't get the sun? That's why I'm depressed. We were acting like a white person earlier. Right now we're in June. I got my. I look like I've been to the motherland. I'm healthy, but come yeah, think- come November. Uh, my only solace then is my creamery. But I think, I swear, <laughs> I think it's either Nancy or her boyfriend, who I can never remember his name because I don't really care about him. Girl, let, let them all die. Let this shit be wrapped But like, because they've been building up. Fred? That, it's uh, Fred, right? The one. Fred. This, That's a white person's name. Fred. 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 The one who was high all season. Oh, me? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot remember this man's name, but it's either him or Nancy because they've been building up the drama between them. And then the three, like the romance angle. Sure. Steve, is that his name? <laughs> this, we're just shouting out. Listen, I hope it at this point. It's but sure. He's Will's brother. So irrelevant. Pretty much, which is another reason why I think he could go because there was drama about them going to college together. They've moved apart. Nancy is filling Steve again. So they're building up that little love triangle or whatever it is. It's one of those three. If anybody is dying, it's one of the teenagers. It's not one of the kids. Mm, I stand by what I said. That boy looks dirty. While we're on the topic of like romance and shit. One more thing about Stranger Things. Okay. So somebody posted, and this is really mean. Somebody posted that Winona Ryder, when she was younger, they made fun of her. (laughs) They like shoved her into the locker or whatever. And when she saw them later on in life, they asked for an autograph and she was like, no. And they posted a picture of her. My poor baby. Y'all, why she look just like Will? And I was like, Ooh. Sometimes you gotta cast Will. 
no i can't I, n- n- like when i read the story i was like that's terrible and then you saw the why picture, would anybody like, okay, say I, that I, I about a kid Those people should be ashamed and then i saw the picture and i was like great casting <laughs> like no. no they had the same haircut y'all all i need to say about winona is the same brand that she was accused of thieving from she was hired to rap and if that's not the most Period. iconic switch up Period. I love that for her. Yeah. But again, while we're on the topic of romance, I want to quickly highlight episode three of Miss Marvel. I, I didn't get to post my TikTok this week because everything going on with Roe v. Wade and everything, like just, I was like, it's not the time. But right now, also, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast because we spent quite a larger amount of time of our socials talking about it. And there's going to be resources linked in our link tree and everything. But for Miss Marvel specifically, the third episode was a wedding. And it was like so unapologetically Daisy. And it's basically Kamala and her brother Amer's wedding with his fiance Taisha. And it's an interracial couple that's not a white person. It's a Daisy man and a black woman. And I love that the Miss Marvel team specifically made the decision to like let her be the princess. She got her Mandy, she was the princess of Zanika. It was beautiful and loving. And as much as there is like anti-blackness in the Daisy community, I love that she was celebrated and adored the entire time. It was so fucking beautiful to see. I love that in the episode. Listen, I'm about to rewatch it again because it was so fucking cute. I love that in the episode. My only critique is that like, I wish that they had done the I do's in Urdu or like Mm -hmm. Arabic because it's supposed to be Kabulhe, which is like, I accept and not I do. Because the Nikah is like, it's a, if you've ever been to a Muslim wedding, it's a little bit more formal. There's like an actual agreement of this is what's exchanged. These are the terms of our partnership. It's very. My partner was all, why are you asking so many times? (laughs) It's kind of like the rules of three, essentially. Because you do Kabul head like three times. And then you also say like, Allahu Akbar. And I know Meha knows this. Even in divorce, you have to say the word divorce three times. You have to say Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's like a thing. But like. Better be sure. Oh yeah, that's what. Oh yeah, like, yeah, that's so the. Fucking it was yeah. so good, and I just love that they let her, they they did that. My other creative feedback is at the intro of the episode we have this flashback moment to pre-colonial times, and then we have another black actor who plays Fariha, <laughs> played by Adaku Anunogbo, and I was like, okay. A, why is anyone here speaking English when they should be speaking Urdu? This is pre-colonial times. B. I wish they had dove a little bit more into for his character and explicitly said that she was Siddhi because Siddhi people are in like an existing population of Afro-Desis who've been there since pre-colonial times because they're like descendants of like Gujaratis and West Indians and like East Africans. And I wish that there was a little bit more exploration there, but that's just creative feedback. She's a creative consultant, hire me. But overall, I just had to mention that, that episode was so fucking cute. Off color as an in-house consultancy agency, just to let y'all know, but... Plug aside, it was so fucking cute. I'm living for Miss Marvel. And I just had to bring that up. And I'm going to keep bringing it up until we get to the finale. Because we're also doing live tweets. And we live tweet every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And our social media. <laughs> yeah, like, we do it. Like, I'm very happy that we're doing all this coverage. But it's so fucking good. And we have, like, other sh- coverage. Like, we're there's, what, three more episodes coming out soon. And then we also have, I'm going to hint it again, because we have coverage coming up for Nope. I'm not going to tell y'all what it is, 
because you never know it's hollywood shit might change at the drop of a hat but we have coverage planned for nope i'm very excited to see like everything that's coming up there and there's just so much happening so much like i said slay queen and girl bossing i personally have never slay queened or queen slayed i've only boss girled I have literally attended our board meetings while getting like my wisdom teeth removed. I have no work-life balance. And that's, I don't think that's shit therapy can fix. That's just ethnic guilt at that point. Tried to gatekeep and girl boss at the same time. I dropped my Starbucks. Can't multitask. (laughs) We talked about this on our last episode. You're here to look pretty, even on the commune. You're just going to, you're going to tell people to get us water instead of getting us the water. I'm just great at breasting boobily. You were a character written by a man. She breasted a booble. All right, so no, we, we, we got to wrap this up. Okay, I want to know who's your bad bitch of the week. Uh, I'm going to say my bad bitch of the week is Sabata here. I finally read her book, All My Rage. She's the Ooh. author of the Ember and, Ember and the Ashes Quartet, which I still haven't read yet, but this was her like contemporary book. It was fantastic. My friend, just me and Cordillo, whose interview with me, you can read on the Off Color website. She recommended it to me and was like, this book destroyed me emotionally. And then I just texted her cussing her out in the middle of the night. Like, how could you do this to me? Because I was also wrecked by this book. It's beautiful. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So set it here for ruining my night in the best way possible. Honestly, it's been on my reading list for a while, but it's one of those books where it's like the cover didn't just appeal to me. I don't know. It's something okay. about, I'm not a fan of like people on the covers anymore. It, I'm, I don't know. Oh no, I'm talking for like the embers and ember in the ashes, like oh. that book series does have people in the cover. So I was like, oh. uh, yeah. I showed you my cousin. He's super attractive. But yeah, your cousin. Yeah, he's done a cover of Harlequin romance novels. Love oh that. yeah, you were saying he fruity? Because I'm trying to find him yes. this year. Yes, he's fruity. So you can let him know my number is four one six. Never mind. Let me not I dox myself on the internet. <laughs> Okay, April, who is your Babbage of the Week? Lori Harvey, because she be having y'all mad. I'm not about to hold oh. you up. I love her. She just does not talk. She's she doesn't like... say shit. She minds her business. She doesn't say shit. She dates all the men that she wants to. She's cute. She has money. I love that for her, and I'm tired of people. I aspire. Her. Like, literally, she is living my dream lifestyle. A socialite who never speaks and just lives her best. Come on now. But I just want people to stop being in her business. Okay, so she broke up with Michael B. Jordan and he was like 15 years older than her and probably wanted to lock her in. She's young. She's well- He bought a house. He bought a house and was like, this is for us. And she's like- did you ask me that? There was none of her furniture in here. She was like, oh, this is cute, but I'm going to keep my apartment. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm an Aquarius. I don't care if there's a ring. I don't care if there's several rings on my fingers. I keep my own place. Tora, who is your bad bitch of the week? Me. <laughs> I'm a bad bitch. As it should be. Okay. I didn't know why. Okay. Y'all, I went to Target with Ooh. a list Ooh. and I only got what was on the list. Like only the things that were on the list. That is a feat. That is a feat. That's impressive. And I'm having a really good eyebrow week. So you are. Your eyebrows look very cute. My bad bitch of the week. It's one fictional and one real. My fictional bad bitch of the week is Allison Hargreaves because she did what she had to do. Yeah. And I support women's rights and I support women's wrongs. So fuck y'all. I don't care if she, I don't care if she entered the word 17 times over. Victor got to do it. So can she. 
That aside, my real bad news of the week in the corporeal world is Roslyn, our newest member, who interviewed the Hayden Christensen and the Deborah Chow for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that was a moment I saw them. And then she was texting me after the fact. She was like, Hayden touched my back. <laughs> and I can still feel it. And I was like, girl. I wish you understood how jealous I am. Like, it's I was not like, healthy. listen, because I didn't Tell know because I had my- her back. Tell her to no. mail that back to me. <laughs> mail it to me. <laughs> no, I need y'all to understand. And our team knows anytime we our Twitter gets a little thirsty, everyone knows I'm tweeting. All I had to say was, if it was me and he touched me, I would have been like, bitch, you want to touch me some more? I don't care if it's an audience. They came for a show. I'll give them three in succession. <laughs> but I love that for Rosalind. Okay, she's accidentally time. moaning in public. <laughs> no, listen. You know what? If Duolingo can talk about wanting to swim in Dua Lipa's bathwater, I can talk about wanting to be forced choked, okay? That's equality. When we can all be hoes in arms together. <laughs> and that's where I leave you, listeners, okay? Tune in next time. Aren't we all sometimes, like, yes. don't we all develop thirst? Like, there would be no humans. <laughs> And that's where we end today's sermon. Let the sermon. let the congregation of let <laughs> let the congregation of Blue Ivy say Amen. Amen. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. <laughs> this has been an Off Color production. Make sure you follow us everywhere at offcolor.org. That's color with a U. Check out our Patreon for exclusive content and leave us a review while you're here. Until next time, we're off. 